Welcome to Bloody Good Horror. Everybody, welcome to another exciting episode of Bloody Good Horror. My name is Eric, and I'll be your host for this evening, where we will be reviewing Synchronic from uh, Benson and Moorhead, two people who insist that we call them by their last names and that they're a team. Which mm. I guess you can just do. You just do that. Sounds like a tobacco company, right? Benson and Moorhead. It does, kinda. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, like an old like finance company. I'll tell you what, Joe. Uh, Synchronic's okay, but I prefer Synchronic 2001. If I'm mm. being honest. I like super synchronic. <laughs> right. <laughs> Joining me tonight, first up, you just heard him from Chicago, Illinois. Please welcome Joe. Oh, but today I'm down here on the bayou here in New Orleans. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I have a good story about that. Next up on the show from Richmond, Virginia. Please welcome Kaylin back to the show. Close one. That was like I was just doing a little press your luck with myself. I was going around the screen trying to decide who was next. That I just assumed you weren't sure who you were going to. Not well. That's same same thing. Next up on the show from Indiana, please welcome Casey. Hello. And next up on the show, you can take the boy out of New York City, but you can't take the New York City out of the boy. Who knows where he is now? But he's a true New Yorker at heart. Please welcome John Schnars to the show. And thanks, Eric. Feels good. Appreciate There's a that. lot of people doing what you're doing, John. Kind of ran away and are going to go back at some point. I mean, I hope the other people are coming back. I mean, that housing market might be uh, not great when you try to go back. What if you're the only oh, one? I, it's pretty fine right now. I mean, I don't know. It was bad before. I, I don't know if you're familiar with New York City real estate, though. So. <laughs> like a like a Will Smith situation where it's just you alone in the city, except instead of the dog, you have like your 14 kids and wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would be rough. Mm. Be, be a oh. bit of a downer. And if you're like this guy in the movie, you just lose your dog and you never talk about it again or seem concerned about <laughs> it. It's like, what? Maybe, yeah, maybe I could run it with like kids or something, or I could use a, a live animal. Huh, the dog didn't come back. <laughs> All right, anyway, hey, moving uh, on. Hey, guy, where'd your dog go? Yeah, uh, it's fine. Not sure. <laughs> it's a whole synchronic thing. We'll, we can talk about it yeah. later. Anyway, Mr. Joe, what are we drinking tonight? Beer guts. Oh, Eric, we're down here on the bayou drinking a beer. <laughs> uh, and we're drinking a beer. <laughs> Synchronic. I don't know if we need to really get into it, but it's uh, I mean, a that's, what we're, that's literally what we're here to do is get into <laughs> it. But. You know, well, you know, I'm sure John will explain the fuck out of this thing, but pretty much we've got a, a pair of paramedics, pair of paramedics. Paramedics uh, working in in beautiful Nola, uh, and in honor of that, I picked a beer from the beautiful city of New Orleans, John. Uh, <laughs> and this is from Nola Brewing Company, uh, and the beer I chose of theirs is their Blonde Ale, uh, which is a light, 
refreshing ale, uh, which is perfect for wandering the streets of Bourbon, John, and sipping while you're looking for a new mint julep. Okay, um, now you're doing like Augusta. <laughs> This is like an old. This is like an old Georgian plantation owner you're doing right now. Hello, Governor. I'm down (laughs) I am. Um, Anyway, Uh, I haven't done a ton of blonde ales uh, because, full disclosure, they're not usually my style. But in the heat of New Orleans and that humidity, as you're dripping and juices are flowing and you know beads are being thrown, you want like a light refreshing beer and a blonde is you know pretty much the way to go um there is a uh, definitely like a sweetness to this there a little bit of hops but really it's more just kind of that crisp deliciousness that you want on like a, a hot summer day uh comes in at only five percent alcohol which is perfect if you know you're a paramedic or, or driving an ambulance around you can pretty much sip these all night long and, and be fine i'm assuming it's legal down there um yeah nola brewing company is their website um they distribute around the uh the louisianas and i believe a few of the outside states so you you might have to look for this one but i I definitely recommend it when you're sitting in that heat john looking for something to relax with (laughs) when the beads when the beads start tossing not when the shirts start coming off john and the beads start (laughs) i somehow dare say no one's ever thrown you a set of beads I somehow uh, ended up with um, I somehow ended up with this kids book called like A Cajun Christmas, and it's like oh. it posits that Santa Claus is named Papa Noel and is from. I assume it's based lightly on like some you know some like regional stuff, but it's like he lives in the swamp and he rides a boat pulled by alligators, but he talks like how you were just talking mm-hmm. in the beginning when you were actually doing it, but but like the just I, let me just put it this way: I'm uncomfortable reading it. It is written in a way that I feel like it's not okay for me to read. Probably not. It's not. Leslie, full disclosure, I was doing this voice all last night and this morning, and Leslie, like, already has apologized to all of you for for having to listen to it. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, that's my my case. But here we are. Okay. Uh, Let's do it. Let's take a quick break and review Synchronic. This is it, Jennifer. Your big break in TV. And we're back. John Schnars. Eric. Did a bunch of reading on DMT before the show. Let me consider me your DMT expert. <laughs> mm. Okay. Correspondent. I think I think I we talked about it on an earlier show. I just uh in the last like month listened to the Michael Pollan book about um mm-hmm. psychedelics. Yeah, okay. What was it called? We, uh what was it called? Oh John. Somebody who you know, knows about books. Help me out here. Um, in any event, it's quite good. Uh, it's something like Doors of Perception. I, don't, I can't remember. I'll look it up. But um, Please yeah, do. He, t- he talks about DMT a little bit in that. And uh, it seems crazy. Yeah. You know what else is crazy, John? Words, potentially. Your hair. Ah, yeah. <laughs> Real crazy. Just all over the place. Uh, Eric, the book's called How to Change Your Mind. I actually meant huh. to text you. you. I was going to recommend it to you specifically. You should, yeah. You should. No one else. I love it. I'm fascinated by that yeah, kind of stuff. It's pretty good. Love it, John. I bet you've read some words in there. 
Eh, there were some words. Yeah, well, actually, no, because I actually listened, you listened to it on audiobook, so <laughs> we're not going to yeah. get into that. I have strong feelings that might offend people. All right, let's. Uh, I too, Derek. Do. I mean, and I feel like we're on the same page there. I, you want me to get get into it? I fully yeah. support anybody that wants to listen to audiobooks. I think it's a great way. If you dig getting content that way, she's like listening to a podcast. Don't tell me you read a book. Tell me you listen. There you to a go. Book. Yes. I don't want to. I don't want to hear that shit. You did so, not. You, you are listen. fundamentally lying about what reading is. No, no. I, look, <laughs> I read a lot of books, so like I'm not even gonna like argue the point with you. But tell like, me you absorbed been... it. I'd be fine with that because that's technically true as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I listened to it. Is yeah, what that's I did. fine. I'm I mean, no, I'm not calling you out. I just as long as the subject is here. The, Caitlin um, has thoughts because no, she Caitlin is making a storm of faces up in the right hand yeah. corner of my screen. All I'll say so is, I'll, I'll find people and read it with Braille. Have not read these books. Well, of course, well, no, that's, that's fu- understandable. That's fine. Well, that takes effort, right? Like just sitting there and listening to it while you're like clipping your toenails or something. No, I understand I'm why audiobooks are available. I'm not. I'm, this isn't a question about accessibility, Caitlin. I get it. For me, it's mostly so I've actually substituted a lot of my pod listening for book listening while I'm running because it's great on like long runs. You just pop it. I mean, you know, books 15 hours long. It gets you through like a month of running. It's it's quite I nice. literally don't think we've ever had like a wider segment on the show. <laughs> <laughs> Ebooks. How do they work? <laughs> All right, John, speaking of books, please bring us the word of the day. Eric, it's been a little while since I've gone down this road, but uh, I'm going to do it. Today's word is synchronic. Oh, you know, I sent you like a um, way better word. Uh, no, where over? In the you? chat. And then 10 minutes later, uh, I said, hey, John, there's a word above in the chat if you need it. Uh, no, I did not see that. Um, cool. I didn't have the. I, I was researching. I didn't have the, uh, cool, the cool. chat window. In any event, synchronic. Here's the thing. I was curious if it was a word they made up because I was not sure if it actually was a word. It is. Okay. Mm. How about that? The definition. Oh, there's concerned, a whole episode of Unsolved Mysteries about this, John. <laughs> concerned with something, especially a language, as it exists at one point in time. Hmm. Synchronic. It's it's the same root as uh, synchronous. It actually comes from the Latin synchronous, meaning happening at the same time. So, My favorite uh, song by the police, John. Just synchronic. Up. Is that is it a police song? Synchronicity. Oh, synchronicity. Yeah, Two. Okay. There you go. Love it. Jinx on both of you. Mm. Um, can I get my yeah. word? Can I get my word as an addendum to this? Uh, well, let me now. I gotta like scroll back through. No, the I'll chat. do it. I got it right here. Yeah, you give it to me. It's entheogen. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. No. That is better. Entheogen is a psychoactive substance that induces alterations in perception, mood, consciousness, cognition, or behavior. For the purposes of engendering spiritual development or otherwise in sacred contexts. Yeah. In I know that word from the Michael Pollan book. There you go. Because he talks about how psychedelics, a lot of people who are like researching in this space think it's like a like the word psychedelic is kind of has bad has connotations. Bad connotations. Gotcha. So they've been using entheogens as like a I like that. Yeah. Taking back the Good words, work. John. That's what we're all about. Nice here. work, Eric. Thanks, Thank you. Buddy. Thanks. All right, tell us about Synchronic. And tell us a little bit about what, what you got in that uh, cranium of yours about Benson and Moorhead. What are these What are these two uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not so I'm not sort of like a Benson and Moorhead completist that, are, you know, so if folks want to jump in the thing that's like sort of most interesting to me about them, they were recently hired to take over Moon Knight, which is a MCU television series. I don't know. I think it's going straight to Disney Plus. Um, but Moon Knight's kind of I mean, I'm not I don't, I'm not, I don't think I've ever read, but he like shows up in some of the other comics I've read. He's like, um, you know, it's like a lot of like he travels through dimensions and, you know, battles like Dude. ethereal creatures Bro, and shit. these guys have a thing. They love <laughs> dimensions. Yeah. <laughs> Makes me wonder if they all, like, do they also watch some kind of weird, like, time travel porn? Is that all they can, like, get into? I, they, they're making it. Why do they need to watch it? <laughs> yeah. Sex <laughs> um, yeah. in the only. It's, um, it, they, yeah, they got a, they got a specific thing they like to do um so uh the previous movie so we reviewed spring i think you all i actually haven't seen it but i think you all reviewed the endless as well Mm -hmm. yep yeah um so yeah i mean we this is the third of theirs that we've done the other one uh their first film uh shit i just had it up it's called like it's like another single word title (laughs) does anybody is anybody looking at it it's something with an r um in any event they're, I don't know like how you would describe them. It was I, it was interesting to me that they got tapped. Oh, Resolution, that was the first film. Um, it was interesting to me that they got tapped for the Marvel stuff because, I don't know, like they're sort of like in this indie space, though they are definitely, and you see it a lot in this film, um, they're, a lot, they're making what I would call smaller sci-fi films. So it's like small cast and almost all the budget going toward effects and or like cinematography and... And that type of thing. Was I mean, the Endless the one that we did? Yeah, we did yeah. Endless yeah, we, and yeah. Spring. Oh, Spring. But I think there was another one that was related to Endless that we did not do. It might have been like their first movie. Well, it that was yeah, that was just mentioned. Got yeah, it. Resolution. It's cool. Called. I'm listening. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. It's tough. Um, in any event, so yeah, I mean, these guys, they're, <laughs> I guess, Eric, you were uh, kind of commenting on the fact they are, it's definitely a duo. Justin Benson and I believe Aaron Moorhead is the other guy's name. Um, and they both, you know, the writer directed. So yada, yada. Um, this film synchronic, um, it follows these two paramedics, uh, Joe, I believe it's paramedic squared when there's two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Paramedic uh, is the yeah, <laughs> oh, you got it. Mm-hmm. Um, Anthony Mackie, kind of the main character here, and then Jamie Dornan, who I like vaguely recognize, but I couldn't place. Um, uh, was he uh, Game of Thrones? Yeah, the the Shades of Grey trilogy, John. I yeah, Shades Shades for. of Grey is the big thing he's known for. Yeah, or do, oh. Fifty Shades of You. What a what, what, Yeah, yeah. I oh, see. I, I see. I haven't seen it, but now might need to check it out. Yeah. Um, and was infamous for like. Uh, hating those movies and like openly talking shit about them during the press tours in a way that was kind of funny. Oh, he was. Yeah. And him and Dakota Johnson apparently hated each other as well. Well, hopefully that doesn't come through on the screen, but, uh, it, it, it sounds like you should ask Joe. Of- Spoiler well, alert, John. It does. Yeah, it's not <laughs> it does. love, John. It's not love. Well, okay. Um, <laughs> in any event, so these paramedics in new Orleans, they, essentially start showing up at a bunch of uh, calls, like 911 calls. They're responding to these things and realizing that like crazy shit is happening. Um, 
it's not that like like people are injured in just like very unusual ways. They show up and one guy is on the floor with a sword wound through his chest. Um, they find a burned body, like just completely burned, but kind of in the middle of nowhere where it doesn't look like there's been a fire. Um, and, you know, they gradually begin to realize Anthony Mackey is sort of the, the one who's cottoning to this more than uh, than Jamie Dornan. He um, they find this drug. It's a synthetic drug that's kind of in like a little party pouch, whatever you call it, like, you know, peel bag. It's like K2 or something. It's like that kind yeah. of. Yeah. And it's it's called Synchronic. It has like a little like light bulb or like atom on it. I mean, it. I don't know. There's not a lot of, I mean, there's not a ton of branding. It doesn't even really matter, but. Um, it looks exactly this, like the kind of shady shit you can buy in like a head shop. Like yeah, it's, it's pretty like, authentic to that experience. No, totally. It's, it's like one of any of a dozen things. It's like on the counter usually. Um, but this one, when you take it, allows you to travel in time. Well, no, John, mm-hmm. certain p- people, not everyone. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yes. They advertise that. Yeah. Uh, okay. Sorry. When people with undeveloped or I guess they he said calcified was the exact word that young people's pineal glands are not calcified. Correct. That's what I was like. Which that sounds like science, but I'm not sure if it is. Yeah. yeah. Um, So basically, if you have a uncalcified pineal gland, uh, then you can travel in time. Uh, Anthony Mackie, it turns out, this is not really a spoiler. It's revealed pretty early in the film. Has a brain tumor. It's un. It's unclear if the brain tumor has caused his pineal gland to be uncalcified or vice versa. Like if he had an overactive pineal gland and then in any event, his is he's an adult. Most adults have calcified ones. He doesn't. So he can travel in time. He also gets stuck by a needle in that first scene. And I was convinced that was going to like come back, but it wasn't anything like they made a real point to show it. And then it was nothing. Well, Well, he does get a blood test. Oh, is that okay? Okay. It was just to get him to. Okay. That makes sense. It's a real weird way to get him to the doctor, though. Yeah, that was the scariest part of this movie. I know is when he got stuck with that needle. Not to like disparage all the guys on this call, but for a lot of adult men, I feel like that's the only way you would go to the doctor. Oh, not me, bro. I'm at the. Believe me, I got a stack of bills over here. I can show you, Eric. <laughs> Either that, or to have him tell me that my BMI is high enough for me to get vaccinated. <laughs> yeah, good. that's the reason. Well, all right. I mean, yeah. So then he. Uh, yeah, so the, the, Jamie the, Dornan's daughter goes missing. Yes. The other dude the is like, hole. discovers that be, he, because he has this tumor, he can time travel because his pineal gland is messed up and he tries to find her. And then the second half of the movie is a fever dream that we can talk about. Yeah, fever dream like makes it sound more interesting <laughs> than it actually is, I think. But yeah. All right. Uh, Caitlin, what'd you think? This is a, a weird one. I actually hadn't heard of this before Before you mentioned doing it for the show. And in the email thread, it seemed like there were strong opinions, maybe on both sides. But uh, I don't know. There were parts of this that I liked. I really did find Anthony Mackie's character funny. I laughed out loud at him saying, you know, like, fuck the past, fuck back to the future. Like, those little moments of him were, were pretty good for me. Um, High comedy. High mm-hmm. comedy, I think. I, <laughs> um. But I don't know. The the middle really dragged for me. Um, there were some really hokey moments. Um, there's a moment in the end where the visuals are really cheesy. I mean, they're not they're not poorly done, but it's just really hokey for me and kind of pulled me out of it. Um, I also think they're layering a little too many 
topics on us at once. We have like Katrina flashbacks. There's a lot happening. Yeah, cancer. We have a family falling apart. We have time travel. We have historical. I mean, (laughs) I don't know. It's just a lot. I feel like this would have worked a little bit better if it were just him not knowing anything about the drug and happen to like travel back through time a couple times. More mystery, less exposition. Yeah. Like have that be like a short within an anthology or an episode of black mirror. Um, But to try to layer it and have this almost wraparound story of, you know, the cancer and trying to get back to the the daughter. was just a little weird. You know, what would have made this the greatest movie of all time to me. If the old guy back in time would have just once screamed, why are you always sitting on my couch? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. He's only there for seven minutes. Like what? (laughs) It's always during this guy's, it's always during this guy's piss break in the middle of the night. (laughs) He's got a growing problem, John. I don't know if you're familiar with that. (laughs) Well, I I will say that I am interested in, I, I would like to read Michael Pollan's book. I haven't yet, but I was telling Eric about um, Duncan Trussell Family Hours, a podcast that I used to listen to about psychedelics. Uh, Duncan Trussell used to talk about them. I'm interested in the use of them for microdosing. I'm interested in the use of them for like spiritual exploration. So it was kind of cool. Like the idea of using DMT for those kinds of things is interesting. To build a sci-fi movie around it, I don't know. I feel like they could have done something different. <laughs> but um and I have I have a lot of advice for Jamie Dornan's character about how to win back his wife, but oh. we can. Yeah, <laughs> we we're gonna need a good ten minute section just to talk about the Jamie Dornan character. So we'll we'll definitely come yeah. back to that. Uh, Casey, what do you think? So I'm a pretty big sci fi nerd, and overall, I like the concept of this movie. I like a good, com- complicated, confusing time travel movie, and this had some of the right notes for the concept the story i think the characters were good the acting was decent but once you start trying to follow along with this time travel story where they're coming and going and whatnot a lot of it doesn't add up there's a lot of holes it does drag in the middle i agree with caitlin like that but overall i've seen worst attempts at a sci-fi concept like this too i've seen worst attempts at time travel but it was largely kind of like eh for me I mean, I'm with Casey. I've seen worse. You remember the Cloverfield Paradox? A lot worse than this. Guys, like, yeah. I've seen worse movies. Is like, well, like I know. I'm just, a, I'm just saying. Know. It's not untrue. Is all I'm saying. Uh, uh, this wasn't the worst movie I've seen. <laughs> Joe, <laughs> I would argue it may be the worst time travel movie. <laughs> stuff like does <laughs> not. I, I thought we were all like pretty lukewarm on the paradox. Uh, yeah, I'm not nearly as gray on this as everyone else, apparently. I thought it was hot trash. Um, <laughs> they, I, So to start off, I know we kind of talked about the score over email, but even before we get into the whole time travel thing, the score had the, the Mrs. and I both like extremely annoyed with this movie because they'd be out playing basketball and having like a conversation and just normal... There would be music playing in the background, like everyone's about to drop dead for some reason. Like it was very ominous and oh, looming for no apparent reason. Then you would get into scenes where, like, there's one where uh, a guy is hiding in the the main character's closet. Nothing. You got nothing. <laughs> like it was very sort of jarring. Like from the get go, I was confused about like what the hell they were going for here. And then, like Casey said, like once we get into the time travel aspect, like just a hot mess, right? Like. The, the whole thing kind of hinges on the fact that 
there's a limited supply of this drug uh, that this guy is doing testing for to go back and try and save the daughter. But he kind of figures out the general idea pretty quickly, but then continues to just test for like days on end, getting down to only having like one or two pills left. Like it drinking like, very heavily the whole time. Yeah. Like, he like was yeah. Pounding booze. It was very, I don't know, like just trying to cram too much. It got the like bottle in the hand got so ridiculous after a while. It's like, we get it, dude. He's sad. He's drinking alcohol. Like you should need to show me that like twice for me to get the point. Yeah. And not acting drunk. They just, he always had to have it in his hand. That's it. He never acted drunk. He was always like slight, like he was, he should have been drunker. Like he should have passed out. That's what I'm saying. He was drinking so much. Just straight liquor out, out the bottle. Yeah. I don't know. Like it just I remember us being like pretty positive on the end list, but definitely having questions around the plot. And I feel like this just kind of took that to the next level, unfortunately, because I I remember us talking about this when the trailer first hit like a, a year or two ago at this point and, you know, having somewhat high expectations. And it's just I, I honestly I think this has all of the exact strengths and weaknesses of the endless. It's like they yeah. learned nothing and someone gave them more money. Yeah, it, but yeah, I think the trouble with this is like they got more money, right? That's what and I'm saying. The two yeah. actors, you know, the main actors are are well known actors, so I was kind of like, all right, this <laughs> this is gonna at least be somewhat polished, and it was just like, I don't know, I've I've said my piece, John. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm very strongly aligned with Joe. I feel like you could let me run for an hour just like picking holes and like ripping into this thing because it. It's funny, like the first, so it's it's basically about an hour in when he, or not hour, it's a 40 minutes in. The last hour of the film is like the time travel stuff. The first 40 minutes, I was like kind of fine with this. Like the setup Same. is pretty straightforward, like sci-fi-ish. It's really not a horror movie. I mean, we can just like get that out up top. Like there's not, there's no horror elements really in this even. Um, no, and that's but, pretty, I mean, that's pretty accurate to their other movies as well. Yeah, I mean, Spring, I felt like, had a well, little bit spring. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it got bloody. But, um, yeah, I mean, it, it. there's so many plot holes. Like, there's so many just, like, conceptual, like, things that honestly could have been resolved or handled better and just felt like they didn't even try. And that's what, like, really annoys me. Um, there's also just, like, super bad screenwriting all over the place mostly from a narrative standpoint like i like just the way it's structured the scene joe you were referencing with the the drug scientist who's like hiding in his closet that dude i think he dies and you like learn yeah. about it news like, a news thing yeah <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Not on the news yeah yeah like why why even have him in the fucking movie like who cares well, they set him up as like he was the one who created the drug right and yes. he's running around trying to destroy it all but like but also to your point, they just kind of take it face value. They're like, all right, well, he's destroyed the rest. So what I have here is obviously it. The the conflict. Yeah, literally, the guy's like, Aaron, Aaron Maggie's like, oh, don't worry, I threw them all away. Or I like flush them down the toilet. Meanwhile, they're in the trash can in the room. Right. Like they're having a conversation. Yeah, yeah. In the packages that are unopened. Yeah. It's just like, what? To what? be fair, John, Jordan they do kind of look buddy, like condoms. Post a missed connections or something and say, hey. Like, that guy's I'm only, I mean, that guy's only purpose in the script is he gives him the time travel piece of information. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's total exposition dump. I get it. He's the it's info like, dump. You could have done that a million other ways. In any event. I mean, he could have just other... discovered and figured it out by himself. They spend plenty of the movie with his dumb experiments. Like, he could have just done it through that part. 
I, yeah, I also I, I feel like he's more there. Sorry, John. Also, like to yeah. set Dude, up bad the scientist. limited supply, right? Like, because he's the one who says, "I flushed it. Everything else is gone. You got the last few packs." So, like that kind of builds the quote unquote I, tension. But like, this is the other thing. Like, are we supposed to believe? No, no. The paramedic says he flushed what he had. The the I don't even know why the scientist no, the, wanted. The what doctor he explains that he's yeah, been going around the been country destroying, destroying the all oh, of. The, I mean, that's so improbable. Okay, I didn't realize that. That's yeah, real. No, dumb. well, and this is my point. Like. Think about all the like drug crazies That's not how that we've had in works. our lives. Like the number of like fake drugs that have like come up and been like, oh, yeah. so such and such. It, is, they like, become epidemics. Kids. If only one person could have yeah. just gone to all the stores and stomped on them, like then we'd be fine. Yeah, well, but but like this is like <laughs> a real drug that's 80s. like super duper dangerous, right? And like no one's talking about it. It's just like readily available. People are like, oh, yeah, well, no, 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 no. But to to back you off on that though, John. There are, you could walk into any head shop right now and buy several things that'll mess you. Like, what do you think bath salts were? You could just legally walk into a store and buy those. They straight up set up at the beginning too that like, this is a world where like, this is a problem, right? Like all these over the counter no, no, drugs Joe, are like, a this is a real Joe, thing. Joe, this is a world. Yeah. The world we are in is a world where this is, and they explain exactly what it is that they can only make things illegal by their chemical structure. And so there's literally labs yeah. in China that all they do is create a drug with a slightly different chemical structure and the, the pipeline is always churning so they can't get ahead of it because there's always a new thing in the market. Eric, my point was more like bath salts was like one of those things where the media made it sound like everyone who took bath salts like went insane. This is a drug that I mean, when kids take it, sure. they disappear. I, <laughs> like, I take, <laughs> yes, I take your point there. But like it's it's based in real stuff. It's just exaggerated, obviously. Well, like I get all right. It. That's the other thing. And I, I put this over email and I will stop because like, but the, <laughs> the whole premise that there is a psychedelic that gives you access to like other dimension shit, like people really believe that. And like, yeah. that's like what the Michael Pollan book is like kind of about. This movie premises that like it actually physically makes you physically transition into the past. <laughs> yes. No, I get it. I get it. And like the tri- like the thing that drives me the most crazy is like there's no fucking logic to how you travel into the past. It's like where you stand determines where you travel, but he literally moves like two feet in any direction. And in he's his in apartment. a different era of time. It's, it's about the grooves, <laughs> like, John. It makes no fucking sense. Listen, John. Uh, it's a third. It so it's, a, ridiculous. it's a third eye thing, John. I wouldn't expect you to understand. Yeah. You obviously don't listen to a no, lot I, of records. No, I'll be you real. Don't understand the grooves. For, I'll be real. Right. The I, first half of this movie, I would go so far as to say I really enjoyed it. Like these guys just have a way with the camera, especially in the early part of this movie where they're trying to set up the mood that I loved. Like the camera's almost always moving. The scene where. The, we meet the paramedics and they go to this overdose, and then the co- the like racist cops are there. That I don't know if that was one cup, but the camera almost never stops the whole time, and it had this really awesome, just like energy and flow to it. So like, there's just a visual streak in this movie that I really enjoyed. Like, I can see it's the one aspect of their filmmaking that I continue to see actually evolve every movie they make. Their problems are much more like narratively that they're not, to me, in my opinion, like really advancing. Um, I would, dude, I was straight up with this movie up until time traveling. I actually had to pause it and come back to it a little while later. I somehow accidentally paused it at the exact moment the movie turns. It becomes, we didn't even mention it. It straight up becomes like a hybrid found footage movie for a good 20 minutes. It actually kind of reminded me, I felt like we're, we're cribbing a little bit from like House of Leaves or something because there's this, it's like we're sort of exploring this unknown 
in this found footage type style and then taking notes and trying to like learn what this is kind of thing. Um, that's giving it, you are making it sound more highbrow than it well, is. I'm not, but execution. No, but the problem is that, so that section is also, it totally changes the pacing. It totally changes the tone. I actually don't like the jokiness that's brought into it. Cause I think it's just like totally different from the tone that you've been. This movie is like dark and like brooding. And then suddenly we're just like, time travel and almost getting murdered and we're cracking jokes like yeah. then there's when the whole thing this shitty of a time travel movie do not take pot shots at back to the future I, that, right, I don't care about. i'm not so like that's not like a love. sacred goat to me I'm not, i don't really care about that but like then oh. the dog thing is baffling to me he loses the dog doesn't the dog. pay another moment so of bad. mind to losing no his dog to be clear i would have been annoyed if they took shots at um Cloverfield paradox in, in this case. And first right? of all, like, first of all, like the, the one of the cheesiest moments is right after the dog thing when he sees the dog kind of trapped in between dimensions for a second. It literally fades out the dog like Wayne's World style. It's like do 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 like and he's making a sad face. It's so cheesy, and it's like this is always the problem with these dudes. It's like their other movies have kind of felt like champagne dreams on a beer budget. Like they've got these just really high minded ideas about space and time and like healing, like emotional healing and all the stuff that they want to wrap it all together. And in the past movies it's felt like, well, maybe they don't have the money to bring it together. They had the money here. They had the actors and they just, they cannot stick the landing with this stuff. Like I don't, it's crazy. And they make, they make, in my opinion, are still making really interesting movies. But I think, and they're not, I don't, I think you guys are overstating how bad it is. I do think the plot's no, a mess. But my thing is like, the reason why we get worked up about it, I think is that I feel the potential here still, even with this thing. Like, I feel like the ingredients are all here. It's just like at the end, we started making a different dish and we like never finished the first thing we were making. And then it's like, I don't, I don't know you're, what you're doing here. Your metaphor game Thanks, on point bro. tonight. You, um, you're, you're bringing it. Thank you. Can I just say, like, I actually agree with you. Like, I meant to say some nice things before I went on, like, too ranty. But, like, the cast is great. Like, this is a very... Uh, this is the movie Katie where I Asselton, learned... or however the hell you say She's great. I'm so happy to so see she's her. So she's... I think she's married to Mark Duplass. Is that right? Yeah. And, like, yep. it yeah. were, like, she was one of the... Like, she, I think, produced the league when they were working on it. They mm-hmm. also, like... Um, this is the movie where I learned I really like Jamie Dornan. Like his character here is a piece of garbage, but like as an actor, I enjoyed his presence in this movie. Like it's really not until later on when it really goes off the rails. But he the end is so he's just but here again, like so halfway through, we go to this time travel experiment section, which totally throws the vibe of the movie off. Then we go to like a a, a drawn out section, and Caitlin nailed this on the head. We're like. We're just there. This is where like they're trying to bring home all of their threads about the emotional threads of the movie. But what it turns into is like 20 minutes of emotional info dumps and like just conversations in the middle of a crisis happen. And at some point I was like, are we going to go back to like trying to find your daughter? Or are we just going to like walk around with a bottle in our hands and say bro things to each other? Like, I don't know. And the bro Jamie, stuff. the Jamie Dorn character, like, I don't know what they're trying to do here. Are they, I feel like maybe they're trying to make just like, here's a picture. <laughs> Look, guys, it's not all black and white. Here's a complicated human being. This is what I think they're trying to do. Here's a complicated human being that's not all likable, but he's just going through a human thing. But if that's what they're trying to do, I have questions about the person who wrote this character because this dude is just a, a douche. Like, he's just a piece of shit. There's no, nothing really likable about him. And it throws off that entire plot line because all of the ways that it feels like they're trying to make you have 
empathy for him, it kind of falls short, in my opinion. Um, it's super. He is not empathetic. I mean, like, I feel. No, no, no I get it. But I just, to me, when I when that happens, when that happens, I want to know what their intention was, because because I'm like, I feel like this got way off kilter. What were you trying to do here? Like that, even that, I don't know. I feel like it's like a, I don't know, like a if you asked a 20 year old college dude to write about like what it must be like to have a family and, you know, yeah, but they your- can't be in their twenties <laughs> anymore. Right. Can't, or they have to be like oh, adults now. I would be very surprised <laughs> if they had children. Like, well, okay, John, I mean, you, who knows, dude, someone should Google. It. I'm just saying like, it just, it did. Yeah. Like that to me was part of it. Like the, he, I don't know. Anyway. There are ways to portray a character who has like emotional detachment issues and, sort of other things going yes. on besides making them to be a terrible person. Yeah. <laughs> like there are ways to make that character more interesting without having him be just a super douchebag. Also, weird. did he say he had two kids? Like, no, well, they do the, the, the Brianna, there's a baby, the baby and the, and the but old, like the baby. Girl. He doesn't seem to give a shit about it all. <laughs> well, the baby's like, like not in the movie like that. Yeah. It's not really. So also though, um, there they're like, don't have a kid 18 years after your other kid. And it's like, yeah, not gonna come back at some point also i was like guys i think like i think he might just be depressed like you may should maybe go to a doctor and like get that looked at (laughs) but it all really wraps up in this really silly handshake moment at the end which is just it is sort of a uh it's kind of a microcosm of the movie's problems where like the setup is there and they don't they just can't nail the subtlety of it like what i'm saying is that all that moment has to be is a look but like everything else in the movie it's overwritten and like underbaked and like yeah, the fact I that I just love that you were giving them, you're like, ah, cool. Like she, he traveled to, I think <laughs> the civil, it was probably the war of 1812. Actually. I'm going to be think, real like, with you, John. I believe there is a way to do this time traveling thing and make it work. Like you, you're still asking your audience to take a leap and I get that, but, how, but there are movies that do that and do it successfully that make no, totally. yeah, that ask yeah. you to take crazy leaps. I'm just saying no, I, the time I, traveling I thing on its face is not like a write-off for me. It's just the way they don't handle it any other way. It's still like, how the hell that scene, he goes, he ends up in the like, uh, whatever, the trench with all the bodies. And then he just like bumps into the daughter. Like, yeah, that's also, crazy. Yells out her name. Oh, and we didn't, we even, didn't yeah, okay. I'm we not, didn't talk yeah. about the fact that when he travels back in time, he has seven minutes. Like the amount of shit that happens yeah, to yeah. him in the seven minutes, <laughs> the average seven minutes in your life, you're literally like sitting, staring at his face. Like, it's, like <laughs> nothing happens. He travels back in time. Um, He's like in the middle of a war. Like yeah. he has. Like I don't a know if you watched. I will say scenes, but there was one version where he watched the entire Godfather in that <laughs> seven minutes. <laughs> exactly. Visually, I did really love when he gets dropped onto that battlefield. I thought they actually did that stuff really well. I mean, it doesn't make sense, but I, you know, it's a pretty visceral scene that. But like, why pick seven minutes? Like, just I come up, like, make it 20 minutes. Like, it's I all so it. incredibly I mean, arbitrary. And we're not even talking about the offhanded comment story from Jamie Dornan about Katrina and his family's coffins washing up. I mean, yeah. that was the moment. I feel like maybe I feel like on a good day, I could have about that. Maybe on a good day, <laughs> no I could have bought the rest of this. The but the moment they're trying to tell me on top of every other improbable thing in this movie that that happened and then they just move on from it. I mean, no, guys. I really think that came from a different screenplay. Like they had yeah. an idea that they wanted to put that in there. They have this like visual of the rainy, muddy coffins coming up and having this like a huge emotional impact. And they're like, we can put it in this one. And it's like, no, th- there's no space that for it here. Very extremely simply 
just should have been excised. It's like yeah. three yeah, quick flashbacks and that conversation with him and you've excised it from the movie and less people laugh at your movie because it's the yeah. silliest thing in a really silly movie. You take that out and you give me more of that drugged out voodoo guy uh, that they find <laughs> who was just like screaming gibberish in the back yeah. the whole time because that highlight of this There's movie a really weird cut to at one point when it's early on in the experiments when he is like walking. It's before he loses the dog and he's walking in this like who knows when this was like 1800s, maybe 1700s. Like he's walking with his dog and decides he's in a place that's like all woods. But for some reason, he decides it's cool to take a stroll through town because they want a scene where all the old racist white guys glare at him. But he straight up looks like he's about to be attacked. And that's what the movie's like leading you to believe. And then it just cuts. And then he's just in the woods hiding outside the guy's house. And it's like, were you not going to show us how he got out of that pickle back there? Or There was like eight people surrounding yeah. him or just like really? staring at him. Well, they, and it's like, don't they come and get him at the house later? No, no, no. Later. But like he, they had him right there in broad daylight. And like this did not seem like the kind of town where they were just going to politely well, let him go on his way. Oh, by the way. All that took place in seven minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't make any goddamn sense to me. He has like a whole day in this past, you, that specific scene you're talking about, but it's seven minutes. I mean, it's- Well, the, the time thing is interesting because he also takes a pill back with him when he finally finds where Brianna is. He takes a pill back with him and gives it to her. Which also- So he can get back. It doesn't yeah, make sense. No. All he would yeah. need to do is ha- hold her like Freddy Krueger, Nancy style, and she would have come out. And oh, also, oh, if and she, yeah. if you had to wait for the pill, he would have come out first. She would have come out later when it hit her, right? This, but this is back to my whole thing about a pill allowing you to physically travel through time. I mean, then we're supposed to believe that if you touch something, it travels through time too? Yeah. What the fuck? It didn't take because a pill. Because the rock well, showed up. Okay, yeah, take it one but, level further. But, then we're supposed to believe that he understands that. But he doesn't think ahead and think, I should maybe be holding my dog and not just the leash. Yeah. Or, or maybe the let logic. me try a dish first or like an inanimate object rather than this no, live thing. No, he needed it to be the... Because he knew an inanimate objects could come back because he had the coin. John, but what, if like you took, what if you took a really long piece of your own hair and used that as a leash? Would the hair count as your body? You know, I just assume he didn't really care for the dog that much. It was kind of like, ah, the dog gets stuck like... You know, <laughs> and then as it's like, it just like fades away. <laughs> so my logic, my sorry, Caitlin, my logic in that trench though with the pills, like you're talking about, I I agree with all of you, but also with the rules they set up, if he traveled to the past, found Brianna, gave her the pill, she phased out, she took the dose in the past, so wouldn't she just come back to the past seven minutes later? I, I promise, yeah, real. I have no idea what you just about said. About to throw up. <laughs> Somebody get Benson and Moorhead on the phone. We gotta. <laughs> oh my god! Imagine like setting up an interview with them under the guise of just like, "Hey, promote your new movie," and then just you got all these questions. Like, I don't I understand this. Could you please explain this to me? Yeah. Well, I do want to say that if you are an asshole like Jamie Dornan's character in this movie, and you're trying to win back your wife, you don't call her and say, "I need you." <laughs> We know that you need us. <laughs> Say, like, <laughs> I want to be with you. I want you. Like, he's so stupid and needy and, like, doesn't know how to be a partner in any regard. Wow. I assume this is some sort of sequel to the um, uh, Fifty Shades trilogy. And, you know, he's obviously slang in the D. So I think he gets, <laughs> you know. I'm going to be real with you, too. Slang. What he really needs is a beard trimmer because I, because, 
He probably looks good with like a short beard, but this long, it's real puby, and it's not. Really yeah, he long. was like borderline <laughs> schnars with uh, the creepy, <laughs> creepy beard. <laughs> I mean, luckily, oh, luckily, he's smolderingly handsome, so he can get away with yeah. it. But still, the they have the dog named Hawking, and they also have this flashback sort of dialogue exposition where he's like yeah when we were in medical school i loved physics and he's talking about like there's this other layer where he's like a pseudo like you know and the birthday gift that's like a light bulb thing that never comes back up again (laughs) fuck was that it was on the table at one point like and you yeah yeah, it because that was at the point in the movie that i was still I didn't get what was going on until they dropped that line about like, I always kind of loved physics. Like, okay, cool. You dude. mean you when he brought, a... you, he brought the birthday present to the strip club? Is that yeah. the scene where you're talking about? <laughs> no. <laughs> the ambulance and he's like narrating to a man who's dying or dead? I don't yeah. know. And even the spiel. And I just like, like, when we were in college. Do you think there's a four and a half hour version on HBO Max of this that makes sense? You know what the part yeah. I liked, honestly, was just, the be- I just, I really liked the beginning stuff when everything was a mystery. And there's cool, like, I particularly liked when, um, what, not the other guy, what's the other guy's name? That's not, uh, so Jamie Benson. Dornan and then the, uh, and then his partner's <laughs> name there. Benson and Hedges. So you know, you know how I know this guy, Anthony Mackie. Yes, Anthony Mackie. Mm-hmm. He's in Eight Mile, John. That's how I know this guy. Well, he's he's in the new MCU show. Uh, That's well, and then I saw that yeah. he was in all this MCU stuff that I just haven't seen. But he, um, I like the part where he is kind of just getting depressed and confused, and he started like reality starting to get a little weird for him. And there were some really cool cuts that I really liked, where he'd be like staring off blindly into space blanked out and then this, having a normal and then seven minutes is what the shot that. would cut and he'd be in a totally different place but he'd be in the exact same position and sta- staring in the same direction and it was just a cool way to visualize like he's just out of it like he's just going through life in a daze those are the little things that i feel like they're actually kind of good at and it's like that's kind of i don't know it's it's why i and then well and then well, they tried to have plot and then yeah it's just why i expect more when it comes to like you know? don't do that movies and it's like it would be cool at like the cancer angle was interesting the katrina angle is interesting the loved physics is interesting but they don't make sense layered on and i love the idea well here's what i love like and it's really base form i love the idea of these two kind of like worn out gruff like paramedics who are sort of discovering some kind of larger thing because of what they're seeing in their job like all that i don't know that that's why i like the first act so much i enjoyed that shtick i guess i think that's been done though with um what was that movie where people get replacement like organs and stuff? It's not Repo. It was the Repo other Man? one. But Reap, uh, yeah, yeah. It was not Repo. It was the other movie that had the same plot that there was like controversy about. I don't remember what that was called. Well, there was one called Repo Man, and then yeah, was it was Repo, Repo Man. the genetic okay, I was okay, about. Yeah. We yeah. did that. I believe we did Repo Man. Yeah, that movie we was a lot yeah. better. This. <laughs> yeah. Do we sh- want to think of other movies that are better than he this? He shook right now, his or? hand. <laughs> he shook his hand through the time hole, John. No, that was that- so like 1980. Yeah, why didn't he pull movie. him? Yeah. Why didn't they just open mouth kiss? Like, why couldn't they have just done that? Like, also, though, aren't you risking getting pulled back in time by touching him through the portal? Like, fucking hug, guys. All right. Like, you know, it's 2021. Like, you guys have a great friendship. It's okay. Or just look at each other and do some emotional acting with your faces. Like, that's all that scene really needed, honestly. What are those things where, like, you, you put your hand and then the other person, like, puts it in there and then it looks like a vagina when you lift it up? You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> what? Do one of those. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking right? about? 
You've never done like you put your I know what he's talking. Oh, you like know this? what I'm talking about, John? And then you put them together and then you lift it up and it looks no. like a vagina. Does it? Does yeah. Hundred percent. Wow. <laughs> Wrap up with one of those. John is beat red right, right now, now, and there is a huge vein in the middle of his forehead oh, just popping. John looks like a burnt hot dog right now. The color of yeah. his shirt. Wonderful. Yeah, John's, <laughs> John's face matches his shirt. It's, it's too much John, if you and I are ever in a similar situation where I'm fading away, I'm telling you right now, You're doing I'm coming the in for one thing. of those vagina hand things. <laughs> <laughs> and then full on fucking kissing. <laughs> I got you, bro. Yeah. I got you. Oh, my God. <sighs> so we're good, right? You want to do tweets oh, or what? Boy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you recommend this movie, Caitlin? Yeah, I mean, why not? John? No, no. <laughs> Joe? Yeah, no, and I'm kind of upset with Caitlin now. <laughs> <laughs> Caitlin was like, yeah, it's a movie. Casey? <laughs> I'd say no. Yeah, I mean, I would say no if you're just like a, a regular person. These people have like a cult following, but they've probably already seen this thing. So I guess in that case, you know if you're like into this or not. So there's people obsessed with those other movies they've made. And I guess this is for you. It's more of the same. So I guess that's a no for me, John. All right. All right. It is time. Let's take a quick break and do some fan mail. They were resting in peace. They were rudely interrupted. What do you want to do, Scud? Turn on the gravestone? Just want a party. This place is a mess. Now look who's awake. They're on the way. They're back from the grave and ready to party. I I think things are getting out of hand. The return of the living dead. Rated R. Hey, this is Brian O'Halloran. You might know me from such films as Clerks, Clerks 2, Brutal Massacre. You're listening to BloodyGoodHorror.com. Send feedback to info at BloodyGoodHorror.com or on Twitter using hashtag AskPGH. Join Patreon to get back episodes and much more. Patreon.com slash bloodygoodhorror. And we're back. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Joe. Yeah, what's up, man? You have been a guest on a thing. Yeah, uh, for for those of you that might remember Evan, uh, who who used to guest and I think writes occasionally um, on this this beautiful site and podcast. Uh, we used to have a show called The Friends of the Real Housewives, um, and we you know we had trouble scheduling, so we ended up putting it to bed. Uh, but he recently, uh, a few months back, started uh, a separate Bravo Buddies podcast where he mostly talks about the housewives. So about his uh, his co-host CJ could not make it this week, so I filled in and uh, wow. we reunited. And I got to tell you, it it was a lot of fun catching up with Evan. Did uh, you guys do we, the hand vagina thing? 
Uh, no, I mean, I, w- I wish we had now. Uh, <laughs> we didn't do video, so maybe Got next it. time. Mm. Um, Virtually. But yeah, it was a blast. I had a ton of fun doing this again with Evan and their like response. It's funny. We still have people that like follow and ask us about Friends of the Real Housewives and we've gotten like a big response from those folks uh, and it's made me made me a little misty um just seeing seeing how happy it's made everyone so how how is evan he's I, great I... he's doing great so he's um he's out in california he's um teaching um i believe he's graduated at this point but uh it was yeah. like 2020 is the year i want to start teaching that's yeah like, yeah i mean it's been rough for sure but he's he's doing good love it uh, I'm also doing a thing this week. I, John, am I going to be on Thor's Hour of Thunder? Hmm. Although, Kaylin, are you going to be there or no? Now that it's um, Thursday? Yeah. Nice. You are very loud all of a sudden, and I don't yeah, know why. Have... You should check Fuck that yeah. out. Uh, Thor's Hour of Thunder, hosted by B- longtime BGH fan Danny. Very nice gentleman. I was say, I get to I get to pick the movie. They're doing a hometown series, but my hometown sucks. And he said I could do it from anywhere I've lived. So we're gonna do The Departed, mm. a Boston movie. Because because John, here's why: I have a deeply detailed, very elaborate theory about the actual meaning of The Departed. Oh, okay. have you, you know, ever... if there was a horror movie made in that old abandoned asylum uh, that everybody went to. Oh yeah, uh, when do you know what? High school. Yeah, I forget the name of it, and it's terrible. But um, mm. you know. That's that's helpful, right? Yeah. There was something shot there famous that was like nominated for an Oscar in the 70s because my aunt was like an extra in it, but I couldn't tell you what it was. I would have had to like well, you know, Also, research. um what was that um that movie was filmed in Schenectady a few years back with uh the Oh, the dude, oh my god, yeah. If we wanted to get real depressing, we could have done The Place Beyond the Pines. Place Beyond the Pines, yeah. <laughs> Which was both shot, set in Schenectady and made by like a native, so he knows yeah. from depressing which my wife Leslie still mocks me because it's a good it movie. looks like it's set in the 90s uh, just from the way people are dressed but nope no nope. it is present day <laughs> now it's a good movie though I dug it yeah so yeah so we have not recorded that yet though it's gonna be tomorrow night but by the time BGH is out I believe that should be out too so check out Thor's hour of Thunder on iTunes um we got a message from Andy who runs bloodygoodhorror.com. Wrapping up coverage of South by Southwest online film festival. Folks can check out reviews of the metal as hell rotoscope animation film, the spine of night, a charming documentary called alien on stage. That's exactly what it sounds like. And the South African echo horror film Gaia more reviews coming in throughout the week. More news at 11. We got a note from Alyssa on the book club. Wrapping up The Luminous Dead by Caitlin Starling, and I'm excited to say that in just over seven days, our April book will be will be Ring by Koji Suzuki. Get ready to pass this along to a friend before your time is up. Just a reminder that we moved from Goodreads to Reddit, r slash BGH book club, to use something that isn't owned by Jeff Bezos. We're so, we're so hmm. conscious, conscientious, John. Um, and we're on Twitter, BGH book club. I don't know, man. Jeff Bezos can get dog food to my house in 24 hours so he's okay with me uh oh one more note we got a note from sophie um sophie touched base with me today she just wanted me to put out a note about her local indie theater in kansas city who's trying to um you know john make ends meet in the pandemic so they're running a uh let's see their annual horror fest 
wanted to put it on people's radars, the theater is a genre haven and hosts a massive month-long Halloween celebration annually, along with their horror film festival. They're really struggling during the pandemic and will likely continue to struggle as release dates get pushed back or even pulled entirely off for the summer. Um, Screenland Armor, A-R-M-O-U-R, is the name of the theater. The festival is called Panic Fest, and it will take place from April 8th to the 18th. You can buy a virtual pass to the whole fest or single tickets at panicfilmfest.com. She says, please, please consider buying a ticket or two to support a true home for horror nerds. There you go. We lost Caitlin. We're trying to get her back. Info at bloodygoodhorror.com. Joe, what do we got on Twitter? Uh, yeah, we are on Twitter at BG Horror. Every week we use the hashtag if you want to send in a question or just a, a comment. Uh, first up, we got two from Maud Amsterdam. Uh, first, what's one of your favorite horror movie quotes? One of mine is Jesus Wept from Hellraiser. I love Jesus Wept, dude. It's so yeah. good. I probably should have sent this to you. All no, it's earlier. just like it's the timing of the way he, like the, all the sound in the movie stops and it's just a close up and his face is getting torn apart and he just says it. It's pretty dope. Mm-hmm. Along those lines, I've all, I, I mean, I know Antichrist, not a fan favorite, but dude, uh, uh, Chaos Reigns. I mean, oh, yeah. Come on. Super bro. good. Not great. Yeah. Yeah. I, I always cracks me up uh hello mr fancy pants from uh army of darkness like that every time i watch it still cracks me up there's also a lot of uh go ahead i'd like the priest from uh oh shit what's the guy that did lord of the rings now dead alive yes dead alive uh a kick ass for the lord yes yes there's a lot of good ones in creep show that i really appreciate some good hal holbrook lines yeah there you go there you go. Uh, second from Maud. Um, this is more. Probably don't even have to read it. But okay, do I have to at you and ask BGH? I am old and Twitter confuses me. No, uh, I no, think you, you just could have just to use hashtag. the hashtag. Yeah, you could just hashtag. Yeah. Uh, all right. Next up from our buddy Robel. So my son is thirteen, and the hormones are turning him into a real jerk. What's a quote unquote? I feel bad. I put my parents through that story. Uh, from your teenage angst years. Uh, oh, I don't know, dude. I'm, I'm feeling okay about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think I have. I mean, I I did some dumb like stuff, but nothing that like traumatized them. I just kept to myself, so I wasn't making a lot of active like angst. Like I had, there were other people in my household doing that, so like I kind yeah. of flew under the radar. My mom walked in on me jerking Mark, off once. About- <laughs> Whoa, oh, no. John, shut that the fuck great. up right now, Schnars. Joe, carry on. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why I didn't lock the door, but you know, it was like in the early teen years. God, I hope nobody from my work listens to this. You had uh, a lock but, on your door, dude. Wow, that's yeah, yeah. Just but for some reason, I wasn't using it, and uh, <laughs> poor Mama Joe just walked in. I would have wow. killed for a lock in the door. I was treating my body like an amusement park, as George <laughs> Costanza would say. There's no getting over that. There's there's no. no. That's I think awful. I like, especially at that age. My mom like shuffled into the other room and closed the door and i think i just said ah oh, geez you, you gotta knock i was itching myself <laughs> or something you know like i was just, itching myself <laughs> how do you get how do you get by that so that oh, i mean God. that that probably caused some some issues you know what i take it back that's my favorite line in horror i was itching mm-hmm. myself <laughs> I just had an itch, you know? <laughs> that's the worst I dude i am getting like i'm getting just awful secondhand just oh yeah like, it was the worst. terrible yeah I would just say I just had like just like steady stream of we but we I didn't like fight with my parents all the time but there was a lot of I one yeah, time was doing know, being tough 
I was doing really, really bad in chemistry my senior year, and I discovered that I did not need it to that I could make the credits up like a different way. But my parents would not let me drop the course. So I did the only thing I felt I could do, John, which was that I stopped doing anything in class or doing any work or responding to anything until the teacher was like, uh, what's going on? Like called me and got all mad. I'm like, I was like, I want to drop this class. My parents won't let me. And she's like, are you serious? And I was like, yeah, she's like, okay, well, I'll call your parents. I'm like, cool. Thank you. And she just like <laughs> rolled her eyes at me and it worked, John. Solved it. I got my way. <laughs> you got him. Yeah. Got him. Damn the man. Yeah. Now I know no chemistry. So, yeah, I did a lot of like, I, I mean, we've talked about, I've, I did a lot of dumb shit, but I did well in school. So it was like, same. We yeah. kind of had this agreement where it was like I kind of got away with a lot, but I would. Yeah, my well, brother was I a did lot okay. more of a fuck up than I was. So same, like relative. Exactly. I was same. Oh yeah, that's true, Eric. You, yeah. had, uh... <laughs> dude. And it was much easier to just. I was quiet about the shit I did, so I was way easier yeah. to get away with it. I think I got caught shoplifting once at Kmart. Like that was <laughs> the worst. About... Like, yeah. Joe, for people who might be new listeners, do you want to remind them what you were shoplifting? Well, I well, no, I used to shoplift uh, fountain pens, but when I got caught, I had a Pearl Jam tape in my pocket. Oh man, fountain yeah. pens! I fucking love that. Were you like writing letters or like what were you doing with them? I just thought they were cool. Just, you know, dude, people love that. It's like a big collector thing yeah. for sure. Yeah, you know, it's like that thing. Like when you're a teenager and you start shoplifting, you're like, I don't know, let's just take stupid stuff now. You know, Casey, you're an adult though, and I know you write a lot. Like Joe, how old are you? Like thirteen or something? This was middle school, probably. So right. yeah, like yeah, you're right not that. you're not writing screenplays or something like. Oh, just you know, dumb shit. Was it? Uh, I was showing that mostly for John's comment of I guess some people collect those. <laughs> we should let people know that apparently there's a storm uh, blowing through Richmond, Virginia, and we lost Caitlin, so she's gonna try to come back, but she's having connectivity problems. Storm of freedom. Uh, all right, zero to one hundred two. Uh, what is your favorite decade for horror to be set in, not filmed in, set in? I'll assume any answer Cece would give uh, would be the 17th or 1800th. Yeah, that's interesting. Hmm. I love historical horror. Like I'm, I do I'm too. Down. I very much do too. But I, I mean, I'm digging. Like, it's interesting what people have done with like 90s set horror in the last couple of years. Now that the nostalgia's come back around. Yeah, yeah, I do kind of dig like the 70s and 80s, like stuff. Yeah, set the 80s is my sweet the spot. The problem too, with 70s 80, and 80s. the problem with the 80s is it, for me, it really depends on like you either have to go all the way like over the top cliche with it, or you've got to do it subtly. And some movies, I feel like it lost in between there somewhere. Like, yeah, when it, I don't like when it's like pandering, right? Like, yeah. oh hey, hand me that Rubik's cube. Unless like, you're <laughs> unless you're trying to rise to the level of like parody or something. I guess. Yeah. But even then, it's like a fine line for for when it just gets obnoxious. I do. I prefer when things are just like set there and they don't like beat you over the head with it. Uh, where were we? All right. Our buddy Adam, uh, attorney at space. What is a movie you didn't walk out of slash turn off, but wish you did? Hashtag Snyder Cut. <laughs> I thought about Did anybody watch the Snyder Cut? I thought about it, but I have. Hmm. I Yeah, I it's a marked people- improvement. Yeah, I thought people, I don't know, the people I've heard from liked it, but like I... All I've heard is a lot of just <laughs> ragging on how, like, like uh, this is what I have largely heard. Yes, it's better. It's still bad. 
that's largely what I've heard. Yeah, but I just I don't care enough about that whole universe I, yeah, to see really a better either. version of that movie, especially I, a four and a half hour fucking version. I saw of the Wonder movie. the original Wonder Woman, which I thought was delightful. Yeah. I saw Batman versus Superman, which I thought was a hot mess. That's kind of the only thing I have to say about that. He, and like, wasn't that Zack Snyder? Yes, I I very much disliked Batfleck and just how they dealt with all the mythos and all that stuff, but. I do like uh, I do like that first Superman movie with Cavill that not everybody loves. Man of Steel. I, yeah, yeah, I thought I, that was actually decent yeah. as well. But I don't. I'm not like a, a way into Superman, so I get. I know that there's like problems with how that character was done there. But yeah, anyway. I like that one too, and I'm not super into Superman, but I am sad that we're like. I think Cavill was a great Superman, so the fact that he didn't get a better movie is disappointing. I'm sure uh, he'll get in by. answer to Adam's question, I could probably name 30 movies we've done for the podcast in the last like three or four. You know, like I feel like that those. I'm just going to say one thing, John. Start the movie, 2020. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well. <laughs> now, there was the I did walk out on the right. I walked out of a theater that I paid money to go into to see the right. Was that the what was the one with the um? it just gave you the URL at the end. John, you and I yeah, saw that, that together. Was, that was yeah, a found was footage devil. Yes, in, that, that was the devil inside. Was, yes. Yeah. For the, for, to see what happens, go to blah, blah, blah.com or whatever. And you're like, yeah. The right. Was the Anthony Hopkins one. Right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, don't know. I think I, I was think in, I'm going to be real with you. Offensive. I think I might've been in a mood that day, John. Yeah. I remember thinking like, I, I feel like it's ridiculous. You walked out of that and not some of the other ones we <laughs> watched around that time. It's just a fun piece of BGH trivia. It's the God, one, I hated your it's the, guts. It's the one movie I never uh, never made it through. Um, all right, last one on Twitter, and then we'll jump over to Instagram. I feel like we've gotten this one before, but it's always a good discussion. Pancakes or waffles? Which one is your go-to? Pancakes. Oh, waffles. They're hard. Yeah, pancakes I go waffles are, every day. I think pancakes are hardier. Yeah, they don't have the like sweet grooves for yeah. putting stuff in and just yeah. syrup and yeah, no fair. waffles or I I like taste. the real intense like starchiness of a pancake. Just like you just feel uh, I, like a load of shit after, and I, I kind of like look, it sometimes. I, the, the real answer is I don't want to be forced to pick really, but if I yeah. have to, I go waffles. Interesting. Yeah, I agree. I'm fine with other. Although I do feel like it's a lot easier to fuck up pancakes than it is waffles. Like I even want, shitty waffles are. I want still waffles. Good. Or I'm sorry. I want pancakes with like, fried like over easy fried eggs on top and the bake. I want it all together: eggs on top, bacon on top, syrup on all of it, and I just want it to be like all mixed together. It's a, if you guys ever come back out to Chicago, we have the Walker Brothers Pancake House. Um, it is Chef's Kiss. Some of the best pancakes you will ever have. That sounds pretty good. Um, so it's also also the prize in um the uh what you would call it to be homecoming queen in uh mean girls is a gift certificate to walker brothers pancake house. interesting you ever see joe on yeah. instagram these pancakes i think they're big in japan where they like they kind of like the batter has extra eggs and sugar in it i think and they whip mm. the batter so that when they make them they're like this big and like they look like a pile of clouds or something when they oh it. interesting very, i do i feel like there's like a swedish version of that too or something like yeah I'm open. Uh, all right. Over on Instagram, uh, every Tuesday we post up. You can send in a question and, you know, I'll make dumb comments and then we'll talk about it on here. Uh, first up, though, uh, our good friend refuses to use the uh, the form. 
uh, what time, so to speak, would you travel to for seven minutes? Uh, and then she also <laughs> followed up with, um, you know, maybe doesn't want to read it, but from the pre-show, are you talking to me? Yes, I've seen Rent. I both love musicals and this movie makes my insides crawl. It's so awkward. The Rent movie. Terrible. Don't bother with it. <laughs> yeah, we were talking uh, about musicals pre-show. But yeah, what what time would you travel to for seven minutes? God, that's a good question. Dinosaur you know, time. Yes, yeah, actually, because yeah, I, yeah. even though it's pointless in the larger thread of the movie, I enjoyed the scene, the caveman scene that we got. Like, yeah. that fucking scene. <laughs> was it him? Was it Anthony Mackie in... I, that was the other thing I was like, eh. I couldn't tell. I kind of felt because the conquistador is definitely Jamie Dornan. Oh, uh, was it? I didn't. Yeah, that I, makes thought, sense. I was pretty I sure. That. Yeah, I think I'm with you, Schnorris. Thank dinosaur time. Well, di- yeah. it's like you're only going to be there seven minutes. So like, just like see some shit and then Hope yeah. You survive. <laughs> yeah, like I, yeah, that's a good call. Like just there it is. I've seen dinosaurs. You know why, John? Because that's some shit that no human has ever seen. Any of that you can't say that about any other time period. Till we bring them back, yeah. dude. But how many times would you have to dose to find the right place in your living room to get back <laughs> to the time period you want to It's like to be on in? top of the TV, but like a little to the left. Too much. God help you if John, you're not in the right. John, hold these hangers up for your antenna. God help you if you're not in the right place when that pill kicks back in. All right, we'll bang through these other ones. Have you thought of franchising the other classical humors, Flemmy? GH Black Biley GH. I have no idea what this meant. I don't, I don't know if anybody else does. Nope. All right. This wasn't just a case of you not being able to read things, Joe. I actually did have, have no idea what this meant. Franchising. No, I think I'm I think I'm saying it right. Uh why did you forget about Tuesday's question? Uh, and this is because I've posted the the question very, very late. Uh, and I felt very, very bad. Um, but I also would say like Maybe if you guys did better, maybe I would have um, would have remembered. Um, sorry, I just remembered over on Twitter. Uh, this is going to get me in trouble, and I feel awful. Our our friend Renee, who I just learned how to say her name on Twitter, I completely skipped over hers by accident. Uh, Deus ex manatee over on Twitter. Would you take a syncretic pill? And if so, what era would you hope to land in? Oh. As a loudmouth woman, I feel time travel would not go well. It might, might be a little touchy. <laughs> yeah, I get you. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah, that's good forethought, I guess. Yeah, I don't know if there's any. I mean, you know, I'm like a, a middle-aged white dude, so I'd be pretty much fine wherever I landed. But yeah. I think I'm good just sticking around here. Yeah. yeah. Maybe, you know, when I Obama was... Phil. What's the upside of taking the pill? You're not getting no. high. You're literally Nothing. like going back to a place you could be killed. It's it seems like you're always almost getting killed too. Like every time yeah. you went back, it was like I mean, you ah, could just a huge fire happening. You <laughs> like, could just land in a volcano or some shit. Apparently, yeah. <laughs> no, but you're always in the same physical location, uh, right? You? That was my understanding. Yeah, he's always in like New Orleans, right? It's just a different time. So Although it, the woolly it, mammoth thing was a right. little. Did the glaciers the go? Like, did the glaciers go that far south, John? What about, I would say no. But what about uh, Pangea, John? Where were we when this happened? I'm just saying, like, let's let's not overthink it. Uh, all right, sorry. Back to Instagram. Which series didn't have enough sequels? I wanted a Castle Freak too. I said Tucker and Dale. I thought that would be a lot of fun to see. Yeah, that'd be great. Totally in for that. 
nothing nothing else then i think we're good other than i Tucker feel like Dale. we get more sequels that we don't want than we get sequels that we want you know like yeah yeah uh what's a question you wanted to answer but haven't gotten it yet if there was an ice age in new orleans i'm looking up right now and it's hard to tell like yeah, if well, there it you go. was bad there uh does joe like spicy can he handle it um i like i like spicy i don't like to the point where like it hurts like i don't i don't see a point of like those competitions right like i don't i don't get the, the you just want your crotch to burn just a little bit we've been covering yeah this. like i don't yeah. mind like having some bernies the next day but i don't want to like i don't like when it's like it hurts while i'm eating it like there's there's no enjoyment in that oh the bernies <laughs> see i can't so like i mean i when i was eating spicy stuff i could never do jalapenos because the next day it was like real bad like and it, but it was different than like red pepper stuff. Mm-hmm. It was like being uh, maced in the butt. <laughs> Casey, John, spicy. Love spicy. Very pro spicy. Not Mild like spicy. Yeah, I'm not like holy shit. I got you know I gotta like lay down. But yeah, yeah, that's I my can, thing. I'll press yeah. the envelope a little bit. Yeah, I like a good bottle of Frank's. That's about my limit. Yeah. Frank's makes like a smoky hot sauce that's real good. Like I think it's a Chipotle or something. It's really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, how can Shutter have a movie called Shook without any drag weekend in it? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I was uh, although I was watching that the drag reminded me. I was watching the uh, Scream Queen documentary about the guy who was in Nightmare on Elm Street Two. It's on Shutter right. TV, and there's a drag queen that makes like a lot of. Uh, her, like appearances in that movie and the name is peaches christ oh, which i really i love a good like <laughs> clever drag i was way into that i like it um <laughs> all right next up eric this is probably directed at you trail mix recommendations i try so hard to like it but i always end up gagging it is down. this mary um no i don't think oh so. okay it just seems like a mary mary's always got food yeah. food discombobulations um Dude, I like any like here. You go to Trader Joe's, dude. If you got one near you, they have a literal whole aisle made of That's... all different varieties of trail. So if you want some like blueberries, you want some chocolate, you want some yogurt raisins. Like, what for each? Well, you could, the calculation you have to make is how much sweet stuff you need to make the rest of it okay. And I also recommend salted. Like that's the, part the, of the problem. I was. I don't even love trail mix, but I, my mother in law slash roommate uh, buys the trail mix at. Uh, <laughs> Trader Joe's, it's great. It's like really I've not good. had one of them where I was like, "Oh, this sucks." Get this out of here. And they make one that's so. got little like bootleg M and M's in it, and it's so, like, yeah. the problem is like if you get in, it's not salted. You're just eating a bunch of unsalted nuts, and that's unpleasant. Like that's not yeah. good. I, still I would like say nuts. like, yeah, I enjoy nuts even if they're not salted, but I don't think you have to eat trail mix. I would say just don't eat it if you if the, you don't enjoy it. The like, salt, yeah, like who's forcing you to eat? Trail so mix? like the salty <laughs> sweet ratio, the salty sweet <laughs> ratio. Tell us who it is. The ratio of salt to sweet to me is what takes trail mix from this is cool to like, I cannot stop eating this until I feel like a garbage person. Yeah, like yeah. when they yeah. nail it, you got to be careful. No, the one the, with the like dark chocolate nibs in there. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. You get out of control. With That's it. the thing. Like, it's not particularly good for you. Like, it's not like you're being uh, like super in moderation. It is mix. in moderation. It is. But that's what I'm saying. The problem is when you get the ones and then you're just going ham on them. Yeah. I don't know. There's a lot of healthy fats in there and mix. fiber. Like there's a lot of good things in there for you. Micronutrients. I think you can get that other ways, though. Um, can anybody explain? Can uh, can somebody explain to John? It's pretty normal for people to make humas. 
Were you, were you questioning you Caitlin a couple uh, yeah. weeks ago about making hummus, that that was crazy? Well, I just said, like, yeah, maybe just buy the hummus. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll agree with you. And I, I fully appreciate the fact that I spend, like, entire days baking bread. But, like... Well, I'll be hummus, honest, too. I, I, I have I have to. made hummus before, and I've had other people's hummus that they made. I've never once had a homemade hummus that was anywhere near as good as just, like, Sabra. Well, yeah. so, like... The, like a... This, that some hummus is one of those things that I think making it in bulk is actually probably easier than trying to make like, you know, a single family serving or something. Yeah. But, I don't know. Uh, favorite vehicle in a horror film? Best wishes. Thumbs up. Vehicle. The truck from Maximum Overdrive. That's that was my answer, Casey. That's what I went back. Nice. <laughs> it's all about that green goblin on the front. Yeah, I don't really yeah. have an answer to that. That's not that, I guess. The car from Christine. Yeah, I mean that's that's. There's not that concept. many vehicles where you're like, oh yeah, this was such a no. Yeah. Didn't wasn't didn't Freddie have like a little thing in one of the Freddie nope, nightmare movies? He sure didn't. How about the tricycle in Saw? <laughs> the puppet rides. <laughs> uh, here's one. Jigsaw. Um, the puppet has a name, Eric. Please. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, here's one, uh, from uh, a friend of mine in real life, uh, Megan, who has a really great, uh, beer Instagram account. I don't know how to tell you how to get there right now, but she's wonderful. Uh, what should my spring beer be? Well, uh, so I, I mean, I think I sent it over on cold. Slack, but I just brewed my first ever beer. Yeah. Uh, gonna, I got two weeks till I can pop the top on it. I realized like the first time you do it. It's not that hard to do, but there's a lot of goddamn steps. Yeah. I'm so excited. I'm going to do, I'm doing another batch this weekend. I can't wait because I feel like it's like, I at least know what I'm doing now. So we'll see. It's very, and you know, you could say the same thing about the, uh, you know, the hummus, right? Saying just buy it. Like it's obviously a lot quicker and in some ways cheaper to just go buy a six pack, but it's, you know, it's the process. It's the same yeah. thing. I really enjoy baking bread, John. Uh, You you spend a day doing it and, you know, it's relaxing. So Uh, I got a gallon of Simcoe IPA in my basement now that I can't wait to drink that. It's going to be my spring beer. That's the way to do it, right? So I I brew like five gallons at a time when we do it. And like I just I still have beer from the last time I did it, which was over like a year ago with my neighbor. Because you end up with like three cases. You must do you don't do it on like an actual stove, do you? Five gallons. Yeah, I do. You just get yourself a giant pot. Um, yeah. hmm. uh, I would like to get like we we had actually planned on getting like a full on burner for outside like pretty much those same burners that you use to like fry a turkey and stuff but then pandemic Trains uh, I saw Joe they sell like kegerators that you can buy yeah, like, they, yeah. like home yep I'm you can, in you can waste a lot of money yeah uh, what is the scariest non horror movie Oh, that's a good question, dude. Requiem for a dream. Although there, oh, I, I've certainly yeah. heard arguments that that's a horror movie, which I yeah, I, I could get down that with. That's tough to that's tough to top. I don't um, know, like Schindler's List. Like, <laughs> okay, well, I mean, what kind of? There's some yeah, like right. dark. I'm not gonna. Game. I mean, I'm not gonna argue with you. But yeah. <laughs> Movies yeah. out there. I know people that made out during that movie, John. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's a Seinfeld. It's a Seinfeld reference. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh have you had any crazy or scary experiences on mind altering substances no i mean the first time i took shrooms i stomped around a campfire for three hours thinking i was the terminator 
<laughs> that wasn't scary. But I feel like you would do that, like maybe if you hadn't taken shrooms. So. Yeah, maybe I don't know. A couple beers, maybe. I uh, yeah, I've only done twice. I've done shrooms and good time both times. Yeah. Very yeah, delightful. What was the question? I've tried any. Oddly enough, I've always been told, you know, if you go into it nervous, you're going to have a bad trip. And it's then I get a, nervous and it's like, no, I'm it's not, not a great thing to try for the first time as an adult, especially if you already feel like that. I will say that like it's better when you're young and dumb and you don't know what you're doing. Right. In my opinion. Uh, yeah, you got to read this book, Casey. Read the Michael Pollan book. You'll, you'll be like fucking lining up for it. I, I am kind of interested <laughs> now, John. I, I, you know. You've been pimping it. Uh, Joe, have you can I... listen to it on uh, audiobook, too. It's No, John, good. I'm going to read, read it. <laughs> I'm going to read it. Uh, have I told you lately that I love you? Nope. No. Well, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Uh, why is Caitlin your favorite guest host? I will give you two guesses who sent that in. <laughs> um, anybody? Anybody want to say something nice about Caitlin? She's a delight. Yeah, she, yeah, yeah, she's a wonderful human being. She's good people. Yeah, she's all right. Uh, so, no, I'm kidding. She's she is the best. All of our other guests are trash compared to her. Um, <laughs> Zack Snyder Justice League movie. Should I watch all four hours or the last five minutes? I don't know. I, I think should it's just worth watching it. You don't have to watch it all at once. I should just throw it on in the background. I did see a really funny meme that apparently the villain dude once his armor is off looks just like grumpy cat like somebody put a picture next to it oh like i did see that. yeah yeah wait uh, who is the villain like dark side like, i think dark side. Uh, yeah, yeah. jesus christ uh <laughs> best movie about witches slash witchcraft the witch yeah I, it, it might be, be the, it might be the witch for me the crab the crap. That's that's a good second to Hocus Pocus for me. I'll be honest. <laughs> well, Hocus Pocus is delightful. It's it's up there. Um, all right. Last but not least, and I think this mostly be for you and potentially I, Eric. Uh, are you a fan of the Bloodhound Gang? Oh, I love the Bloodhound Gang. No, I like that song. I don't think I've heard much else of theirs. I bet you. I bet you somewhere on an old computer in a. Uh, dump somewhere joe there's like a winamp playlist with a couple bloodhound gang songs on it but yeah. that's probably about it so i randomly like when i used to buy you cds stumbled upon their first uh cd use your fingers which was before like uh, you know they kind of had those those random yeah. hits um and i bought it just based on cover alone and loved it like listened to it constantly um after that i never really got into their other stuff other than you know the funny songs on the radio but like that first album big fan i've seen them live Ooh. Oh, <laughs> there you go. It wasn't really the band I was going to see, but I've seen them. <laughs> uh, that's it. We are done. Love it. Thank you for that, Joe. Thank you to Thank everybody you. who wrote in. If you want to hear us talk about show tunes in the pre-show, go to patreon.com slash bloody good horror. You get the pre-show. You get the live stream. You get Slack. You get the back episodes. Patreon. Dot com. Joe, uh, you're on the cameo there, Bloody Good Horror. You're with the TikToks and the. Yeah, the cameo. We've actually been getting a, a steady stream of requests the past couple of weeks, so I appreciate it. TikTok, I think I've lost interest in. You know, it it all depends on. I tried to do like the the Instagram shtick where you know I answer questions and stuff, but like it all hinges on people sending questions, and like once that dies out, I don't 
I'm not creative enough to make just content. I mean, Joe, our audience might general our audience might generally be too old for TikTok, if I had to guess. Yeah, it's a it's a thing, but but yeah, Cameo though, still going strong. Love it. I appreciate everyone that has sent them in. Love it, Cameo.com. Cool. All right, guys, it's gonna do it for this week. Hope you enjoyed the show, and we'll talk to you next week. See you. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye.